ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. Man, check this out. <laughs> On this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little sports. Um, more specifically, we're going to talk about and see if we can come up with a list of the most annoying sports fan bases. Now, <clears throat> if you've been hiding under a rock, we are we have kicked off football season. At the time of this recording, football season is upon us. Um, and so it got me to thinking. I was just you know surfing around on the internet. I came across this article. I think it was on um, <clears throat> I think it was on si.com, sportsillustrated.com, I think. And um, the article just talked about like as far as fans, you know, we get it all in a <clears throat> excuse me, in a frenzy about our teams and what they're doing and the stars in our teams, both collegiate and professional. And so I started scrolling down even more and it just came up with this list of all of these teams that have these awful or at least deemed awful sports fan bases. So um, I said all that to say this, I got a guest with me <clears throat> and the guest who was coming on. Um, I just started rocking to his podcast probably in the last couple of weeks. Um, seen the brother on the, on the social media streets for a while and um, <clears throat> you know, mutual friend, shout out to King Germ, uh, connected us and uh, got a chance to you know be on his uh, podcast uh, conversations with Lamp, and that was <clears throat> by far one of the best conversations I've had on air. Period. Uh, if you listen to the episode, you probably for those of you who don't really know me or think you know me, you probably got a chance to you know see a side of me that you didn't see or learn some things that you probably didn't know just because you know the timing and everything. But um, I really enjoyed the conversation. And of course, I had to have him on, you know, because we had a conversation. I think it was off air and we were talking about you know, his favorite team. And so realized that he's a huge sports fan. So I was like, this would be perfect. So all of that said, welcoming to the 12 Kyle podcast for the first time. My man, James Lampkin from the podcast Conversations with Lamp. Lamp, what's good, man? Hey, what's going on, bro? I appreciate it. This has been an honor. It's an honor, man. I, I look, this is my, this is right up my wheelhouse. So I'm going to have fun. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I mean, anytime you can get on the, on a podcast and talk a little sports, it's always fun. Um, like I said, we started on our conversation and, and, you know, I, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. Uh, Lamp's favorite team is the team that resides in Texas, uh, Dallas specific. They have a star on their helmet. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that that, that they are probably going to be on this list, but we'll we'll, we'll say we'll say the best for last. <laughs> <laughs> like I did that. <laughs> look, oh, look, I know where my vote go. So, <laughs> so <clears throat> with that being said, um, let's get it started, man. All right, so I think one of the things that we see now is particularly on social media. We have access. <clears throat> Maybe if we didn't, regardless of whether or not we wanted to have access or not, we have access. We have access to players. We have access to teams. More importantly, we have access to, if you're on social media, you have access to their fan bases. And we see a lot. Sometimes we don't comment. And I know I can speak myself personally. Sometimes <clears throat> I see a lot, but I don't comment on stuff because it's just not worth it getting into with fans about their team or even your team or whatever the case may be. Because obviously, 
people take it personal. <clears throat> that being said, there are some very strange and weird and annoying fan bases. And some of them, you know, if they've won championships, they kind of have a right to be annoying. And then others ain't won shit. And their, <laughs> their fan bases are annoying. So, uh, and Lamp doesn't, he hasn't, he doesn't know who I'm, who was on this list. He, well, I mean, he knows his, his team is on this list. But um, other than that, he doesn't know who's on this list. So I'm just going to throw them out and we'll we'll vibe about it. Um, and these are no particular order. Um, first up is college basketball. Lamp, are you familiar with college basketball? Oh, yeah. And it's cool oh, yeah. if you're not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a team that is located in Durham, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, do you know any Duke fans? Do too many Duke fans? I know <laughs> one is too many. So unfortunately, I know a lot of Duke fans. Okay, so how how annoying are the Duke Blue Devils basketball team fans? <sighs> um, wow. Are we? T- they pretty. They're pretty bad. Um. Okay. Let me let me start by this. So I'm. I'm so the, let me put this in context. I'm 43. Okay. Right. So I go back to the days where Maryland was in the ACC. Okay. So when Maryland was in the ACC, Maryland and Duke was a huge rivalry. Um, they were pretty – they wasn't as bad as they could have been, not to me. It was just I hated Duke. Like, my my hatred for Duke just had – it trumped the fans. Like, the whole world could have loved Duke, and I hated Duke. So, I, honestly, I didn't really pay their fan base no mind. I just hated them so much. Mm-hmm. My, I needed my hatred to be totally for them. It was just I only I had enough to just hate them and not worry about their fans. So their fans didn't bother me too much. You know what? <clears throat> you have a very interesting perspective, and I, and I forgot to mention, you guys, uh, uh, Lamp is from the DMV. Um, so, uh, born and raised. And, um, so when he mentioned Maryland, that, that triggered me to, to kind of piggyback off that. Um, I'll say this. I find Duke basketball fans to be extremely annoying. Um, <clears throat> and it was weird. Lamp is like one of my best friends in life. Um, probably outside of my wife, probably the closest woman to me. Um, she went to Duke for undergrad. And while I thought it was, and she's only a year behind me, while I thought it was dope, but like, because she was at Duke from 92 to 95, I think. So they won a couple of national championships when she was there. And I remember she was, I remember we talked one day on the phone and she was like, yeah, I was, and like, she was oblivious to the basketball. Like she was strictly focused on school. And we talked one day and she was like, yeah, I met some dude. She was like, I think he on the basketball team. He kind of tall. I was like, a word? I was like, what's his name? She was like, I can't remember. She was like, he tried to talk to me, but I didn't want to talk to him. I was like, well, you remember? I said, well, tell me what it looks like. He was like, kind of tall, brown skin. He had really, really big ears. I said, Grant? Is that Was that his name? She said, like, yeah, yeah, that's it, Grant. She was like, I can't remember his last name. I was like, you were talking to Grant Hill. <laughs> and she was like, who is that? Damn. I was like, you don't know who Grant Hill is? She was like, no, no. She was like, he was trying to talk to me, but he was goofy. I was like, and so the running joke for me was for a long time, me and her, I was like, man, we, 
We could I, I could have been courtside. We could have been, you know, <laughs> I was like, I can't believe you dissed Grant Hill. Um, but yeah, I, I have much like you, Lamp, I got a, a bunch of uh Duke fans who are friends and and yeah, they're 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 pretty obnoxious. Um team number two, baseball out of the Boogie Don Bronx. The New York <laughs> Yankees. Yes. You uh, do you think they're annoying? Very. Really. Very annoying. Okay. Because they think every year they're supposed to win the the the, uh, the World Series. Like it don't <laughs> matter who it don't. They could they could have the worst pitching. <sighs> no, like they, I just seen years they pitching garbage. But they but they got good hitters. So right. but we if you watch baseball, you know once once you get to the playoffs, good pitching shutdown, good hitting. So that's why they Facts. lately they haven't been winning, which is a joy to my heart. So yeah, very right. annoying fan base. <sighs> okay. Let me let the cat out of the bag. If you're not watching on YouTube, and for those of you watching, thank you for watching. Um, I am actually donning a New York Yankees cap. Uh, to cover my uncut hair right now. And <laughs> that's my favorite baseball team. Whew. Now, are we annoying? Yes, we are. Very. I said it. We, we, we're annoying. And, 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 you know, I laughed, Lamp, when you said <laughs> the Yankees fans feel like they should win the championship. We really, really do. We yeah. really feel like this year should be the year. So, like, even a year like this year, if you're following baseball, like, in our division, Baltimore is running away with the with the division at the time of this recording. And no, so, no, like, no, whoa, 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 no, 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 they're only two games. Yeah, but, they, but but what I'm saying is this: they're, they're far ahead of us. Oh, like, the Yankees! Oh, yeah, yeah, we got we won't we're not gonna catch them. So, no, no. you know, so yeah, I mean, we could still play for a wild card if that happens. We'll see, but um, but I mean, just real really seeing Baltimore shine, and it's like, you know. Those are some loyal fans or whatever like that. But, I mean, Yankee, we're the Yankees and and y'all not. So, I mean, and I don't mean y'all as far as Baltimore. I mean, I mean the rest of the MLB. Um, we're very arrogant. And we're very, um, we're very annoying. I'm not even going to sit here and lie. We're very annoying. Um, which reminds me, and I'm going to jot this down. Okay, for Duke, would you say that they're not annoying, kind of annoying, super annoying, or assholes? I'm going to take a little poll here. Okay. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go with kind of annoying. Like I said, most people in this area won't agree with me, but I just, my hatred for them is so high, I don't even pay their fan base. <laughs> so for me, they kind of annoying. I'm going to say that they are super annoying. Um, yeah, they just, they, they're, they're like that. So what about Yankees fans? Not oh. annoying, kind of annoying, super annoying, super, or as super, super. Okay, okay. <laughs> That'll be the Yankees, and I, I will. I will agree. I will agree. We're 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 super annoying. Um, <clears throat> next team, college football. Here's a stalwart for you: Notre Dame football. Do you know any Notre Dame fans? Too many. You read my mind. Really? Wow. Yes. I used to be one. 
Say word. Mm-hmm. So get the Todd Willingham. Oh. <laughs> hey, man, it always comes back to Todd Willingham, man. Always. The coach who, who led them all the way. And then it seemed like when things got rocky, they got rid of him. Yeah. Soon as, but yet, uh, Charlie Weiss had one good year. He got a 10 year contract. 10 year contract. That's a whole nother podcast. So, we. Um, you know what, man? I'll be honest. Notre Dame, I knew a lot of Notre Dame fans like in when they were really, really, really good. Um, in the because I'm 50, Lamps, you say you're 43? 43, yeah. Um, so I remember when they won a national championship in 88. I don't know. Um, Tony Rice. And- Tony Rice. Yep. Lou Holtz was the head coach. Yeah. Um, they had Ricky Waters and um, Tim Brown. The bus- yeah, Tim Brown. Um, and I think the bus came shortly after that, I think. He wasn't um, on that team. <clears throat> yeah, he wasn't on that team, but he came shortly after that. Uh, but they had players. And, you know, that was just interesting because, like, you know, you just don't think about – I don't think about Notre Dame like that. So I, because I don't know any fans, I would say that – they're not annoying to me. I mean, and it's been 32 years since they won a national championship. So I'll say that they are not annoying. Um, What say you? You know what? I'm going to take that back because I was living in the past. I'm going to take that back. Mm -hmm. Um, I probably only know like two current Notre Dame fans and they're not, they're not that bad. But I'm going to, but the reason here's why I'm here's why I'm going to put them on the annoying list because the country as a whole thinks so much of them. Yes. Not really, not really people that I know per se, but mm-hmm. they got they, on, they get they're on TV every week. Like oh, yeah. literally. They're they literally are on TV. They're, that is the one college team that the whole nation can see every week. And they're not that good. So <laughs> for that reason alone, I put them annoying. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I I think they're just like I said. I, I don't know any fans, so they don't, and they don't. The, the, the banters that I see on social media, it doesn't bother me. Um, so yeah, I, I put them as um, not annoying. Um, NBA, you said not annoying? You yeah, said not not annoying? they're not annoying. Yeah, oh, okay. they're not annoying to me. Okay. Um, NBA, let's take it to the West Side, City of Angels. Los Angeles Lakers. Do you know any Laker fans? I am a secret Lakers fan. Wow. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm on the I'm I'm on the bandwagon. Like, are, are you on good, the LeBron? Yeah. Okay. No, just Lakers in general. I've always secret. Okay. okay. Like, put it like this. I've always cheered for them. Like. I can't think of a time I was watching them and wanted them to lose. I've always mm-hmm. watched them to win. So. Okay. Okay. Um, it's been documented. I've talked about it on this podcast, and you know, it's worth repeating. I might be the biggest Laker hater this side of the east, east of the Mississippi. Damn. Um, oh, but you know what? I've always been a Laker hater. Always. Um, I just didn't like them. I just didn't like him. I, I but I did respect him. Hell of a, res- a lot of respect for Magic, Kareem, Worthy, all of those guys, all the way up through Kobe, Shaq, um, even into this this uh, new version of the Lakers with LeBron and AD and those cast of characters. Um, 
And I have some of my closest friends. I'm talking about like childhood friends. My boy D, my boy Ryan, they are like diehard Lakers fans. My boy Shaft, they, they're like, like I've known them to be Lakers fans since we were little kids. So they're not some that just came and got on the bandwagon once the Kobe and Shaq era happened or anything like that. These are dot rider. Like they remember, <laughs> I joke with them because they remember the Smush Parker years. They remember the years of Dale Harris being the head coach you know, before the Lakers, you know, when they had it, when they were off. Um, and then, of course, my boy Baylor, shout out to BTG, um, diehard Lakers fan. Um, that being said, I don't find their fans annoying Not at all. Mm-mm. I don't find their fans annoying at all. I, I think what I've been able to do is differentiate between, because there's a lot of people, that, a lot of fans that came when Braun came, you know, um, and a lot of fans left when Kobe's, stepped away from the game um and uh you know i still still feel a way about talking about kobe in the past tense because it's still kind of surreal that he's no longer with us um but that even in that i mean like i and and i'll just to piggyback off off that i remember telling people like i didn't like kobe but i I like i i respected his game but when i started watching kobe the more and more i watched him particularly after he, he hurt his achilles I slowly became a fan of what he was doing. And I was like, man, I spent a lot of time hating this dude and I'm not going to see this again. Like what he's doing right here. We're not, we're never going to see this again. So I learned to kind of appreciate him from that, that point. And I, after that, I just started watching Laker game, not, not being a fan, but enjoying what Kobe was giving us. And then, you know, ultimately he retired and, you know, went on and I think Kobe post basketball was you know great. And mm-hmm. then unfortunately he passed away in such a you know tragic fashion that you know i think a lot of us are still trying to make sense of um but i don't find their fans annoying at all now i know some other people that find them annoying i don't find lakers fans annoying at all do you no mm-hmm. i'm gonna back up to what you said about kobe i mm-hmm. think the reason i think the reason you and most people like them towards the end is because he allowed you to like bingo because I think when he got towards them latter years, he never, first of all, he never cheated the game. Never. Never. But he knew he didn't, he knew he wasn't on a championship team. And he knew his, his time was coming to an end. So it's almost, he almost became more like an ambassador to the game. Like his latter years, you he let you <clears throat> in more. And and I think the more you got to hear him talk and and, and, and just see that different side of him. That's why people became a fan of him. So I, I, I see why you didn't like him in the beginning, because all you got to see was all you heard was the ball hogging stories and, you know, the intensity he played with. That's all you got to see. But then them later years, you know, he got hurt. When he got hurt, you know, remember he got hurt. They, you did, they did the documentary. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and everybody loves a good comeback story. Oh, no question. Um, it, it, a lot went into liking him at the end. Like, again, he knew he wasn't on a championship team anymore. I mean, of course, he play, he never, again, he, he never cheated the game. But I think re- the reality set in that this is not a championship team. And, right. and it, so it, it let, allowed him to be more transparent and things like that. So I think that's why you and a lot of other people became fans. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Lamp. I think it's... um. It was just that you got a chance to see him. You know, I, I would see him more in interviews and, you know, rightfully so after the, the whole rape charge thing, 
he, you know, when he became the Mamba, if you will, he was, he got to a point, I think, where he was satisfied with himself and he wasn't into trying to please other people. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to be like Mike. And I think, you know, particularly for Jordan fans, a lot of times, you know, that was always the criticism. Oh, he's trying to be like Mike. I mean, what's wrong with trying to be like Mike? That was a guy that he idolized. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, Kobe, and I, I told and I totally agree with you. And it's something that you just said that I never really thought about, but he was definitely being an ambassador because you think about all of the younger NBA talented guys that are in the league now from the, <clears throat> from the Jason Tatums to the Kyrie Irvings who Kobe was their mentor, DeMar DeRozan, just to name a few um, Westbrook. He was their mentor. He, and he spent time with these guys. Now, you know, 2000, 2001, 2002, Kobe, he, he probably, you know, he didn't hang out with his own teammates, let alone mentor some guys on another team. He was always working, trying to get to that next, you know, that next plateau or what have you. So, um, but look, yeah, at, I, but look at you. But look at the years you said, Brian. You realize in twenty in twenty twenty, Kobe was only 21, 22 years old in two thousand. Yeah, 2000. yeah, he, yeah. He crazy, wasn't, right? He wasn't ready to be a, a mentor. No, no, no. And he was dealing with a lot. I mean, you know, and it it took a lot to play with Shaq and. You know, he would. I remember we all remember the years where he would come to camp. He's in shape. He's ready to ball. And Shaq is fat and sloppy. And Shaq uses the you know the preseason to get himself in shape. And um, you know, and Shaq later admitted that you know that wasn't wasn't the best no, way to he he could have handled the regular season to get himself in shape, <laughs> not the preseason. <laughs> regular season. Well, that too. The first twenty games. <laughs> Yeah, that too, that too. Um, so the next team, NBA, we're going to stay on in the West. The Golden State Warriors. Do you know any Warriors fans? No. no. Yeah, I don't either. No. I don't either. I see them on Twitter. Uh, I don't you, know know what? you know what? I just met one. I take that Really? Back. Just met one. I don't know him. I don't know him personally, but I did a podcast with him. So Okay. Okay. He's the one golden. He's from that area. Okay, that was gonna be my next yeah. question. Yeah, because Lamp, I have a theory. If you ain't from Oakland <laughs> or you ain't from California, I don't think I don't I don't think that you're that you're a true Warriors fan. Because obviously this team, I mean, like I've been watching the NBA Lamp since 1980, right? So that was magic. 1980 Magic's rookie year. Oh wow! Okay, so that's how far back I go with the NBA. I remember when NBA was on tape delay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So from that from 1980 lamp until what was it 2015 2016 that area, the Warriors weren't good. I mean they had that one run with uh, they had a run with Run TMC, mm-hmm. and then they had a run with the I believe team with um, Baron Davis and those guys. But like. If you're a Warriors fan, I think you would be able to remember that that Baron Davis played on that team. Yeah. If you ask a quote unquote Warriors fan and they're of our age and they don't remember them, they're not a Warriors fan. They're somebody who got on the bandwagon because they got Steph, they got Clay, they got Draymond, they got Steve Kerr, and you know, they had Kevin Durant and they were virtually unstoppable. So no, you're not a real fan. I mean, so I don't I don't find them annoying. Now I will say this much. Based on what I've seen on Twitter, Warriors fans are—they are supremely hated. They—they oh. they are hated on Twitter like no other. 
And but I'm I'm not if, if you're not from that area, man, I just if you you'd have to really convince me that you're a Warriors fan because I just I never met a Warriors fan in my life face to face that wasn't not the ones that aren't from out there because that's just a team. I mean, you probably just jumped on the bandwagon. Well, um, let me say this. I, here's, here's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, and I think you can agree with this. When it comes to basketball, it, people are not that loyal to me. I think Thanks. people more like you in basketball, you see people change teams a lot. Yeah. Like they fought because basketball more, basketball more identifies with players more mm-hmm. than sport. Facts. Like besides an individual sport, basketball identifies with players. So no you see a lot of people follow LeBron. Um, well, he's the only one that really moved. Like the only great player in our era that like really kept moving. Well, that, Kevin Durant's moved a couple of times. Yeah, <clears throat> Kevin. But Kevin. But I don't look at Kevin Durant as a player. I don't. And and and, and before I before I say this, Kevin Durant is great, right? He's a great player. But I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if people like him enough. Where they'll change teams for him, right? I don't know, but that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, but LeBron, LeBron has that type of power. Oh, if no he, question. He leave, he taking his fan base with him. <laughs> so. Yeah, if LeBron say I'm going, to, if he say I'm going to play for uh, the the Charlotte Hornets, hey, that's where everybody going. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. And sometimes the, the team, like, look at, like, basketball out of all the sports, they go with players and they go with winners. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's even with even with football, you get yeah, a team win the Super Bowl, they get a couple of scragglers here and there. Mm-hmm. But basketball is crazy. Yeah, it is. It a is. A whole, <clears throat> whole new huge fan base. And you know what's interesting? We, we came up in an era, obviously, with free agency. You know, the further back you go, if you go back to the the 80s, you know, there wasn't any free agency like that. So, you know, if you were on the Lakers, you were on the Lakers for however long your contract was. Yeah. You you signed a seven-year deal. So Byron Scott was going to be your point guard for the next seven, or shooting guard for the next seven years. And that's just what it was, unless he got traded. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have the moving around. And I only mentioned Kevin Durant because, like, Durant is somebody's name who gets brought up a lot of times when they, I mean, obviously LeBron's the obvious, but you know, Durant, and now Durant didn't necessarily move around because this last one was a trade. And then when you look at, he'll always be criticized for the move to Golden State. Which he should be. <clears throat> which he should be. Um, But, you know, I don't think that that, he's still a phenomenal player. So that, yeah. I, I, I just don't know that, I, I'm going to be very interested. I know how people feel now. But I'm interested to see how they're going to think and talk about him when it's all said and done. Because the boy is still cold. He's still a top five player in the league right now when healthy. Um, and you can make a case that when he went to that Golden State Warriors team, he was the best player in the league. So, you know, but people get in their feelings about him leaving. And I, I get it. But, um, you know, he, he is a very interesting person to say the least. Um, He's going to have to win one. He's gonna have to, but I don't know that he will. Well, if he that's doesn't, gonna be, that's gonna be interesting. If he if he does not win one, 
I don't think history will be as kind to him as he would like. Mm, there you go. There you go, the word the worst thing happened to him was the Warriors winning without him. Yes. That yes. was the worst thing happened to his legacy. Yes. So he's got he's got he's gotta win one. And really, honestly, I don't know. Man, I don't honestly, this this is just me talking. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if he can do anything to save his legacy in that aspect of like all-time greats because he's going to always be looked at as a guy that needed help. You know what, Lamp? I'm hopeful that we aren't as critical, and I say we, I mean we as fans, aren't as critical of his legacy once 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line. I hope that we aren't as critical because I think the, the the good side tells me that I want to believe that we're going to love and appreciate Kevin Durant and what he accomplished and his and his game 20 years from now. But in the right now, I, I can't disagree with what you just said at all. Cause I, I mean, like he would, I think he went to Golden State looking for some type of validation. And I don't know if necessarily if he, he got what he was looking for. Um, mm-hmm. He did not. And you know, it's kind of like he's still searching and that's, that's a tough spot to be in because now you're on the, he's on the backside of his prime, you know, and that's not to say that he can't go until he's 40, 41, 42, but you know, what you, what we're seeing from LeBron is something that you never see, you know, as far as that longevity and being able to play, you know, you won't because most, and I was telling somebody this a couple of weeks ago, like at LeBron's coming up on 39 at the time of this recording, we don't when we saw guys play late past like, like past 35, they were like the seventh, eighth guy off, eighth guy off the bench, averaging 10 points a game. This guy is averaging just as much as he did, probably almost close to you know 10, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's he's just a freak of nature and he keeps his, his body in shape. Um, but I agree with you on, on KD, man. I'm I'm very, very I'm always interested to see people's sports take on how how and where they view him and everything like that, because, and I don't say it's right or wrong. Um, it's just, I don't know that Kevin is going to get, like you said, the validation that he's probably looking for. And I think a championship definitely would help if he could win a championship without Golden State, but he may go down as one of the all time greats. And people may look at his championships and be like, ah, oh, yeah, you joined the 73 and 19. And that's and a then tough, they won Yeah. And then they won one without him. And they won with a, much lesser and and to your point lamp they won with a much lesser squad and it really took katie's legacy down a little bit and it raised steph's up a little bit higher because steph really put that team uh, on I, his think, back. I think you need to go a lot and a lot because <laughs> i'm being nice lamp <laughs> yeah because if you think about it we we wasn't before let's think of so before steph had that finals right let's mm-hmm. look at what he used to do in the finals, Steph. You go back and look at Steph's numbers in the finals. They really, he he was a little shaky in the finals before mm-hmm. his last title. That last title, he mm-hmm. showed that he can be the best player oh, yeah. in the finals without doubt. He was the best player in that finals. There was no doubt. And 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 that team, that team. You if you look at that team, right? The only new player on that team really was what Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole um, and um and, yeah, and that was it. Looney. 
and the, the guy. Well, what's my man off the bench? Um, I can't remember his name. They had a they had a couple of, but yeah, con- big time contributors definitely pulled. Yeah, so that team they he basically won with the same team Kevin Durant left. Mm, pretty much, yeah. And Kevin and then Kevin Durant goes on. Now, to be fair to Kevin Durant, the the first year when that first year in Brooklyn, Kyrie got hurt. Right. And and, and they wasn't beating Milwaukee without Kate without Kyrie. <laughs> but then that that next year, when you get mm-hmm. when you get swept by Boston. Yeah, that was the COVID year. That's, they, that they Kevin Durant, it was Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, and I think they only played a total of seventeen games together. Yeah, and that and and, and it wasn't even that they got swept. He did not play well. Right, he right. didn't play well. So exactly. his 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 to me, I think he'll always again. He's seven feet. He's an elite shooter. He's an elite offensive player. We you can make the argument. He's one of the best offensive players to ever touch a basketball. Facts, one thousand percent. But the problem is, he he hasn't he he hasn't done it without the Warriors, mm-hmm. and I don't think he will do it without the Warriors. And because of that, amazing. he's gonna always have that yeah, but in his mm-hmm. life, no so. doubt. Um. Taking it back to baseball. This is the last baseball team that appears on this list. The Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Super Are they annoying? Super annoying. Yes. I, I'm, I'm going to say they're assholes. Yeah. First of all, they're racist. <laughs> so let's put that. Let's, let's add that to the mix. they racist as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And then they feel like they should always win the World Series. Right. No matter who they trot out there. Um, yeah, it's super annoying. Yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah, I, I, I got them down. I got them down as, as assholes. Um, I don't, and, and again, I'm a Yankees fan, so I don't like Boston. Um, I don't I don't like nothing from Boston. I don't like I don't like the Red Sox, I don't like the Celtics. I don't like the Patriots. I don't like the Bruins. the Bruins. I don't like nothing. I don't like the city of Boston. The only thing, only two good things come out of Boston: Boston baked beans and New Edition. That's it. Yeah. Nothing else. Everything else from Boston can kick. Can kick. Oh, Benzina. No, let me stop. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, every, yeah, not him. Um, everything is yeah, annoying from Boston. Um, college basketball. Let's take it to Durham, North Carolina. Excuse me, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. UNC basketball. Now, now, Lamp, you live in ACC country. I yeah. know you have some some Tar Heel. Not no more. Really? Well, remember Maryland in the Big Ten now. So okay, okay, yeah. Right, so you don't really see them that much. But I, but I, but I got enough of that. You got okay, okay. So how annoying is this fan base? Not uh, that fan base. Not too bad. Like it's it's seems weird for me with college. Like Mm -hmm. I just hate those. I hated those teams so much. (laughs) 
I never really, I never really got into their fan bases. Like, okay, I just hated them. Like, I mean, Duke had the camera crazies. Yes, yes. I, North Carolina wasn't too bad. Like, but I hated them though. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I still hate them. Like, okay, I hate all those blue blood schools, honestly. Yeah. So, but yeah, I hated them. But their fan base wasn't too bad. Guess. Yeah, I don't. I I think I did, they're kind of they're not really annoying to me. I think because the thing is, I like for for basketball. I'm a Syracuse basketball basketball fan, so I'm not in their beef, even though we're in the ACC. Um, but the thing that I love Lamp is that I have a lot of friends who are Carolina fans, and then I have a lot of friends who are Duke fans, and to see them clash and how they go back and forth, Lamp. Oh man, you just think you thought it was the Cowboys and Redskins back oh, in the Let me tell you something. That final four, I was sick. <laughs> I, I, I normally I got a team to root. I legit mm-hmm. watching the final four. Like, yeah, just you get this over. Hope, hoping it would tie, and you know the game can't end in a tie. And then I want to say, then I and then I think because uh, uh, North Carolina won the game. Mm-hmm. Cause that was uh, Coach K last game. Didn't they mm-hmm. play Kansas or something? Did they play Kansas? Yeah, they lost to Kansas. And I hate Kansas, so that Final Four was. <laughs> <laughs> but I did pull for Kansas, though. Okay, okay. Um, all right, so let's take it to the NFL, man. This is our wheelhouse right here. Uh, the team that made the list most annoying fan base. The Chicago Bears. What say you, man? Are they? Do you know any Bears fans, and are they annoying? You serious? Yeah, they made the list. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, I don't. I think I met like one or two Bears fans in my life. I know a few. Nah, I would. I would. I would yeah, I, I don't call them annoying. I, I think it might be a Midwest thing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Nah, I never would. No, I. I mean, they don't even make my list at all. So yeah, same. Same. I, I don't. I don't see them as annoying. Um, New England Patriots. Super. Really? Yes. You know, I don't know any. That's what it is. I don't know any. Dude, but they are known. Listen. All you. So okay. Let me. Let me. Let me put things in perspective. I. I work with a lot of people in the military, so I get to okay. meet people from all over Ooh. the country. And then, but just forget that. Just look. Just. Just be on boards and stuff with them because they want so much. Like mm-hmm. they feel like it's their God given right to be in the Super Bowl, and they're annoying. <sighs> hey man, I, I'm trying to think. I don't know any Patriots fans, but I do have a Patriots fan story. Um, many years ago, um, my son wanted to go to a, a, a game. So we went to a Falcons game. We just happened to go to a Falcons game when they were playing against the Patriots. And I think they, I think the Patriots have won a couple, maybe one or two titles. Mike Vick was still a quarterback here. So that's how far back it was. And we were sitting in the Georgia Dome. I'll never forget it. And the Falcons had just gone up by like maybe about four or five points. And there was a guy sitting directly in front of us. And this dude Lamp was talking shit all day, all day. And he kept looking. He, he was looking back. He's like, "We gonna win. We gonna win. We, we." I mean, just he was saying he wasn't disrespectful, but he just he talked the whole game. Anytime they got a first down, he stand up. He doing the first down sign. Anytime they scored a touchdown, he dancing in the seat. 
and you know i'm not gonna show out because he's he's not saying nothing to me and besides i got my my young my son here i ain't, i'm not i'm gonna be a role model for him in this moment but the dude was annoying as hell to me so the falcon scored my son's jumping up and down everybody's going crazy i'm just observing i'm not i don't have a dog in a fight but I, I would you know since i brought him i would like to see the falcons win this game obviously this dude turns around lamp they the patriots get the ball back with like a minute and two on the clock or something they got to go 80 yards he turns around and points to all of us and starts pointing at his watch it's brady time it's brady time it's brady time and this dude tom brady lamp he dropped back and he threw the ball so far lamp and you know lamp i played receiver in college when I saw the ball and I saw and I, I could tell how far the, the running, I mean, the receiver was going, I said to myself, just based on the trajectory of the ball, there's no way he's going to catch that because it looked like Brady overthrew him. But I'll be damn lamp if that ball didn't just hang and it's almost like God hit the pause button and then it just literally dropped into his arms. Dude score like, I, th- I think it's like a 60-yard touchdown or something like that. I, maybe somebody can correct me. Patriots win the game. Man, this dude was, I mean, when I say he talks shit, he talks shit because there's only like maybe 10 seconds left in the game. He talks shit, Lamb. He talks shit. And I saw them, him and his buddies, they were walking out and he still was talking shit. And man, you you got to be careful about who you talk shit to. Yeah. He said something to the wrong person. Man, I all I saw was just one black fish just come, pow, knocked him. He didn't. He ain't fall, but he he shut the hell up till he got in his car. Damn. So, you know, yeah, they, they're annoying. I don't. I don't know any Patriots fans personally, but I can imagine how no, annoying they can be. Oh, I know one. He is super annoying. And that's the thing. Like it's it's they've won so much for so many years. Like, in a way, if they're not from New England, you can't say, "Well, hey, when did you get on the bandwagon?" Because that bandwagon's been rolling for a long time yeah so i mean it's it's whatever um nfl let's take it to the steel city the pittsburgh steelers how annoying is their fan base do you know any annoying fans i know i know it's mixed okay i know one who's pretty balanced no, two I'm pretty balanced, and I know one that's really annoying. He used to be really annoying. We don't really talk as much. Uh, their fan base, I wouldn't put them in it. I wouldn't put them as annoying. Like one thing I've noticed about Pittsburgh's fans, mm-hmm. they're actually pretty knowledgeable about the game. Thanks. So I'm not gonna put them annoying. I hate the Steelers because I'm a Cowboys <laughs> fan, but. I wouldn't say they have an annoying fan base now. Okay. Um, I am very close friends with several Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Uh, in our group chat, they take up about half of our group chat. And so Sundays can be either enjoyable or miserable based on how the Steelers are playing because the group chat might be, I mean, 
Like, I could put my phone down. If the Steelers are playing bad, I put my phone down, go in another room, or go outside for a second, come back. There's 50 messages within like a five minute span because Tomlin didn't do this or whatever like that. They are very, very passionate about this team and they feel like, you know, they should win all the time. And, you know, yeah, they got six rings, but, you know, these guys, I, I they're not annoying to me, I guess, because we're the best of friends. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they, 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 they could be pretty annoying to other people. Um, but overall, the, 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 they don't they don't strike me as an as annoying fan base. I, no, I think they're no. they're very. As much as I hate the Steelers, I, I don't. Their fans are not mm-hmm. really that annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, so they, I, I don't find them annoying. I don't find them annoying. I I find them to be very passionate. I find them to be very, um, like you said, knowledgeable. I find them to be very supportive. Now that's one thing. You go to an away game. If you're not careful, the Steelers fans will take over your stadium. Yes, they will. They will take over your stadium quickly, and um, and they don't mind paying a little bit more for for a ticket price or a lot more for a ticket price. Um, next up, we're going to Gotham City, the New York Jets. Jets? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know that the Jets are annoying. Any fans would be annoying. They might be a little annoying now that they have Aaron Rodgers, but the Jets have sucked all my life. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they make this list. I don't know how they make this list. They 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 are very annoying. Um, worth talking about, really. All right, so let's go back to Pennsylvania. The Philadelphia Eagles. Oh God! I know you know a lot of fans. (laughs) Super annoying. Oh man, I don't think I met a Philly fan I like yet. When they come, <laughs> they are the winning. When they win it, oh boy, they make you want to fight, man. <laughs> I, like one of my best friends, he's like a brother to me. He's a mm-hmm. Philly fan. Ah, listen, I love that dude, and I hate that dude. When football season come, I hate that dude, man. Mm. we and, and I got a horrible story to tell. Go ahead. So the guy that I just mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. He's in the Navy. He re-enlists. He re-enlists in the Navy. He decided he wanted to have his re-enlistment at Lincoln at the stadium, Lincoln Financial Field. So I told you, this is like my brother. So I go to, I go, oh, oh. so I got to take this tour, this tour, the stadium, all this stuff. <laughs> Do you know them jokers won the Super Bowl that year? Ooh. I was, I said, I will never step foot in that stadium again. Never. Yeah, you the good luck charm. <laughs> my, my buddy, come on, man. Let's go to Eagles game. Fuck no, I ain't mm-hmm. never going back to this stadium. Mm-hmm. Nah, man. Smart man. Smart man. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a I, I grew up Giants fan, whole life. Um and so the, the Eagles were always kind of like, and I guess you know what, Lamp? I, I think I probably I don't I don't have the same beef with it, with Eagles fans because I didn't really grow up with a lot of Eagles fans around me because I grew up in South Carolina, so I didn't have that same you know. So I didn't really meet Eagles fans probably until I got to Atlanta. Um, so they're not annoying to me, but they are annoying. Um, the only two that probably aren't annoying is my friends Maya and Babi. That's about it. Uh, shout out to them. Um, 
but yeah, they, the Eagles fans are annoying. Um, I would say good night. Um, I would say super annoying. Um, so yeah, I, I probably put them on the super annoying uh, list. Super annoying. Um, oh, I forgot his one baseball team. Let's go back to baseball before we wrap up. Um, the Houston Astros. I don't know enough of them. I don't know any fans, but the Astros are the, their fans are annoying as hell. Really? Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, man! Listen, and I, I I've, I've been back and forth for work to Houston. Um, oh man, listen. When I tell you, first of all, their colors, their, their colors are annoying to me. Like just the, the the way the colors look, that orange and that blue, and it, it, and so like to. It's annoying to be driving down the street in Houston and you see somebody with this bright ass orange shirt on with blue in the middle and it says it's just and then they cheated. <laughs> so I, I, I don't like Houston, man. I, I well, I like Houston the city. Love Houston the city. I don't like the Astros at all. I got beef with them. Um, I think they're a bunch of cheaters. They won, they stole a couple of World Series, so no, I'm not I'm not rocking with them at all. Um oh, yeah, that's like but they all, you I don't know. Friends. Yeah, so no, nah, we don't, yes, we, we got always, beef. It's on site. They always beat them. Yeah. Breaks and, 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 and that's the thing. <laughs> we can't beat them, Lamp. That's another throwing on my side. We can't beat them. So, well, y'all used to so, beat yeah. them back in the day, though. Yeah, no, man, but now they got on this cheap, cheap program. They was in the national, yeah. League, so y'all wasn't beating them. Nope. Yeah, we, but we haven't, we haven't figured it out yet. And like it goes back to what you just said earlier pitching. Great pitching beats hitting any day. And unfortunately, we've run into them in the playoffs and the, Bats go cold and their arms get hot. And it's just been, you know, our downfall. Um just Verland out there and just <laughs> shut you <laughs> Um All right. So last but not least, we're saving the best for last. Uh, as I mentioned, when I did a Lamb's podcast a couple of days ago, before we got up after actually when we got off the podcast, he mentioned to me that he was a Cowboys fan. And I mentioned you guys. Lamp is from Maryland. Mm. So I'm going to ask you what I asked you off air. How in the hell, Lamp, are you a Cowboys fan when you grew up in Washington? I ain't going to call them the Redskins. Washington Man. Commandos company, uh, uh, country. How? So my uncle was a Cowboys fan. I was five at the time. And all he said was, they got the star in their helmet. You should like them. And I was like, okay. And I watched them. And I just, I was only five. So, I right, was right, right. You know no better. Yeah. And it just stuck. Like, one thing about me, if I like you, I like you. So, mm -hmm. I don't go nowhere. <laughs> and it just stuck. That was, and I've been a Cowboys fan ever since. So, how was it being in the DMV, being a Cowboys fan when you're dealing with, you know, at the time, Redskins fans on Mondays when y'all would either, well, you know, probably you growing up, y'all probably beating the hell out of the Redskins. A it lot. was a bunch. First of all, it's dude, it is a bunch of Cowboys fans. I know that's like, crazy. That's, like it's about honestly, it's about a good. I would say, I would say sixty forty. It's still wow. more Commanders fans, but put it like this: it's enough Dallas fans where. You don't, you don't, uh, you don't, you don't be alone, right? Suffering, so right. You got plenty of people suffering with you, right? 
and that's the thing, man. Like I, I, I've always found, and and just to give for those of you listening and watching some context, like if like I'm 50, Lamp's 43. If you're in that age, even if you go from like let's say maybe 35 to 55, that range, and you lived on that part of in, on this part of the East Coast, remember there was no team in Carolina during that time too as well when we were coming up. Um, so really on the East Coast, what you had was below New Jersey, you had Washington and then you had, you know, as far as fans and what you would see on TV because this is without, you know, league pass and all this other stuff. So regionally, you would get either Washington games, Cowboys games, or Raiders games, or Steelers games. And that's kind of like how it was in the South, for, particularly for me growing up in South Carolina. So that was the fan base of the kids that I went to school with. They were the Cowboys fans, Redskins fans, Raiders fans, or um, that was it. You know, so that was pretty much the thing. And, you know, every you might have one or two Dolphins fans sprinkled in there. So I didn't really grow up. I grew up with a lot of Cowboys fans. And because the Giants for a long time sucked, like Monday mornings after the Giants lost, ah, your uncle's tipping. My uncle played for the Giants, uh, Harry Carson. Um, he played 13 years for them and is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And kids, you know, pick, oh, man, your uncle sucked. So I so I quick mouth, you know, I, I got something to come back. Oh, your mama fat. You know, all stuff like that. So, uh, so my hatred for Dallas started then. So my hatred for Dallas probably started somewhere like 1977, right? So I absolutely hate Dallas. Um, as I mentioned in Lamp, and I'll tell you guys and share with you guys as well, Fortunately, I married a Cowboys fan. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we've been married at the time of this recording uh, almost 23 years now. It is so bad that when the Giants and the Cowboys play each other, we don't watch the game in the same room. Mm -hmm. It's that bad. Um, I try not to brag when we, when, when we win, but I do. And, you know, she don't really say much when they win. Cause she know the fall be coming, you know, and the fall is going to come, you know I mean? It's, it is what it is. Um, and Lamp, I'll tell you this since, you know, you, you, you getting to know me and we, we're knowing, getting to know each other. If you see some jokes during football season on, on social media from me, don't take them at, don't take them to heart. It's just me, Bro, me being I, me. I, I'm a, that, people always come. That's like, come on, man. That, that's not even worth talking about. But I, I will say this much. Even in my hatred, I'm able to be objective. And with you know me being married to a Cowboys fan, one of my best friends, my man Mo, diehard Cowboys fan. He's my son, our oldest son's godfather. Um, and he will call me and be suffering about the Cowboys. He's like, man, we, we should have done this. Dak should have done that. I'm like, I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell you. But um, it, it, it's um, I would I would definitely say that they they're probably the assholes because. I don't think the team, the team, the Cowboys don't have players that you dislike. Mm -hmm. I think it's the fans that we dislike. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I mean, like you, even if because of the teams that I listed that we talked about on this episode, you could probably say the Cowboys are one. Maybe if, if you want to go, maybe let's just say the Yankees are two. I don't necessarily know that the Yankees got players on the team that you don't really like. You hate like it's not like there's an A rod on this team. You know what I'm saying? There yeah. may have been players in the Yankees' history that you didn't like, or maybe managers, or whatever the case may be. 
And I don't think that the Cowboys, like, for, for what people said about Tony Romo, I didn't like, I think Tony Romo was a cool guy. Like, I thought that the, the Cowboys have enough players. And I'll say this on record. Even this year, I think they have enough to go to the Super Bowl. I mm-hmm. don't think they will, but I think they got more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my hate runs deep. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, but uh yeah, that's that's always interesting, man, because it's a lot of people that I know from the DMV, man, are huge cowboy fans. And they and they told me like this you go to a you go to a commander's game and it's 50 50. Yeah, well, probably like 60 40, but okay, it's it's, it's, it's a lot of them. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah, so um, yeah, so that's it. We we I wanted to get on here and just talk about you know some of the most annoying sports fan bases. Uh, they had a couple of um honorable mentions, if you will, uh, Michigan football fans, which I don't know any Michigan football fans. Um, not a couple. They annoying. SEC football fans, they're pretty annoying. They matter of fact, they're really annoying because yeah. SEC football fans won't. I mean, nobody brags on the conference. Like, you can't be at Vanderbilt talking about, yeah, man, the SEC, we're dominating. No, you're not a part of the domination. You, you, <laughs> you're, you're Vanderbilt. You hanging on for the ride, you know. So um, hold on, what, you didn't you didn't say what you think about Dallas. I'm assuming you think they're oh yeah, they're assholes. So let me say this because I, I feel like I have to say this. Go ahead. And this is me being a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. They are the worst fan base in sports, and it's not even close. Mm. Dude, talk like mind you, I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't even like talking to Cowboys fans. They are the most delusional. It like everybody delight is bad. Like it's it they like it's delude like they their fan base is literally delusional at all levels. Right. Which is crazy. You got delusional regular fans and you got delusional uh, you got delusional regular fans, delusional media people, and delusional ex-players. Michael Irvin. No, oh, I love Michael Irvin. Yeah, I love the playmaker. I love Michael Irvin. He, but he is the most delusional Cowboys fan on earth. This man think they're gonna win the Super Bowl every year. <laughs> and he and, and and he's loud about it. Oh my gosh. Like like cowboy, like when you talk to a Cowboys fan, a lot of them don't know football. Mm-hmm. They don't know the players at all. All they know is Dak, Zeke, and uh, let me see, Parsons. Yeah, yeah, Dak, Zeke, Parsons, and um, and Maybe. some of them know um, uh, Diggs, Diggs. Yeah, yeah, some of them know Diggs. And I and I trust me, I know my dude. Let me tell you something. I'm for some reason I'm struggling with this, but I, no, you good, you good. I know my like, I know my whole team. Like, because my whole thing is this: if you're gonna be a fan of a team and you don't live in that city, you better know the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, people will test you. So you, so you, so I never want nobody questioning me. Like, are mm-hmm. you really a Dallas fan? Let me tell you something, dude. I can tell you that offensive line. <laughs> When we was winning Super Bowls, mm-hmm. I, I named, from my lifetime, I could literally name every quarterback that I've mm-hmm. seen play with Dallas. Yeah, yeah. So, and they talk about the five Super Bowls, bro. 
you had Dallas has not won a Super Bowl in like 20. Let's see. Last Super Bowl. Since 96. 96. The 95 season in 96. We are at 2023. So that was 27 years ago. Mm -hmm. Still talking about that Super Bowl? (laughs) Well, it's always this year, Lamp. You never know. We're not winning this year. Listen. See, this is why I love Cowboys fans who are objective. Listen, they listen. That window, they that window closed last year, and that's why. Like, I don't. So, okay, let me be clear. I never played football mm-hmm. or, or in high school, like or organized. Mm-hmm. And I know some people be like, "Well, when um, when Diggs was calling uh, Dak a bitch and all that stuff." Yeah, I saw that. That I don't know. Like that 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 seemed like too much. Like, cause I think they not, like I think the defense is still mad with that mm-hmm. because oh no question he lost that game. Like I know people like well one player can't lose a game. Yes he can. <laughs> yes he can. That proved that he yes, lost he that game. Like did. I'm pretty sure the final score was like third. What was the final score? Was it 13 to 10? No. It was relatively close. And he had what three interceptions, I think? He had two, but they were crippling okay. interceptions. Yeah, yeah. Like, like one, you threw one, and they, they basically got the like one once they got the, the, the ball, they ran field goal range. Mm-hmm. That's three points. I know for a fact they did not give up 20 points. I can't remember what the final score was. I almost feel like it was like it wasn't 13 to 10. I think they scored a little more than 13. I think they did. But he was awful. And I tell people all the time, to me, Dak is like the Dak is literally like a bully. Mm-hmm. When he played weak competition, oh man. Mm. Oh goodness. That dude, that dude put up numbers. When he, he was 23. 23- 23 to 17. That was the score. 23 okay, 17. 20, Niners. 17. Okay. Niners won. And that game was in Dallas. Oh, wow. No, oh, no, no, no. That's the old one. That's the old one. No, we, I'm talking about last year. That game was in San Francisco. They ain't scored no 23. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm, maybe I pulled up the moment. It's, 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 no, okay. pull up 20. Oh, okay. You know, that was 22. Okay. Let me back right. up. Play I want to say they scored like 13, but I could be wrong. I'm talking about the Niners. Okay. So let me look and see. 19. Oh, you, there you go. You're right. Um, 19 to 12. That was the final score. 19 to 12. Okay. So Cardinal Rule, you you watch a lot of football. So you know mm-hmm. Cardinal Rule, you hold him under 21, you're supposed to win that game. Facts. Big facts, Lamp. <laughs> so, you 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 figure he threw he threw a pick that gave him three points. Mm-hmm. You take that off the board. Then you threw another pick in, in the red zone. Mm. Now I'm not gonna say they definitely would have got points because well that's the red zone though. You you at least supposed to come away with three. Our at least. kicker was a little shaky at that time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But he did, but he did make his last field goal. So yeah, and I, I think they know they know that is not a winning. See, my problem is with Dallas. That they they center the whole offense around that. He's not good enough to do that. Mm-hmm. He's not good enough to throw the ball that much. Like they overpaid for him, way overpaid. 
and they about to do it again. Yeah. So it's like, that not getting you to no Super Bowl. I'm sorry. He's not. And I hate, it hurts my heart to say that. But you're being realistic, though. I, I can respect yeah, He's not going to win. He is not winning your Super Bowl. Now, you can't, you could, maybe you, you could have traded. Because I, I don't think Cooper rushed the answer either. Like, no. My people was all hyped up over him. No, no. Because he was God. Well, I ain't going to say he was God. But he did what he was supposed to do. He was he, he was serviceable, but he did, you, he did you can get that for a couple of games. You can't get that for a full season. First of all, Cooper Rush threw in in four games. I think he threw five touchdowns. So it's not acting like he was lighting it up. Mm-hmm. Like the defense is what won those games. <laughs> Nobody for that Deep stretch. Over. I don't think they that gave up more than crazy. I don't think they gave up more than fourteen points in any of those games. But I could be wrong. I could, no, because I think the Giants scored like maybe like 20. But other than that, but that defense was dominant. And they were dominant against the 49ers. That's the part that makes me so mad because they wasted a dom- Like in the NFL, you cannot waste a dominant defense. You can't. And they wasted it. So, anyway, that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. Man, I appreciate I appreciate the honesty. And like I said, man, that I can I can have a conversation with an objective fan any day. I can't have a, uh, an objective conversation with a fan who's annoying and who doesn't know sports or know their team. Um, so yeah, I appreciate the, I appreciate the honesty, man. I mean, I mean, I'm looking forward to the season, man, just because I'm just a fan of football, first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm looking forward to the games being on. I don't care who's on. I'm watching whether or not my team is playing or not. I'm watching, and I, you know, I can find a rooting rooting interest in just about anybody. So, um, looking forward to it. The season is here. Um, we it's time for us to wrap this thing up, man. First and foremost, Lamp brother, thank you for coming through, man. I really appreciate it. Um, before we get out of here, man, tell folks where they can find the conversations with Lamp uh, on social media. Okay, hey, uh, and thank you for inviting me, man. This oh, is anytime, man. We we're gonna we, uh, hey, hey, we're gonna do this again for sure. Yeah, I love talking sports, so this is perfect. Um, my Instagram is conversations underscore with underscore lamp. My Facebook is also conversations with lamp, and my podcast conversations with lamp is on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. No doubt, no doubt. Check them out. Subscribe. Um, he'll have you his his content will have you bouncing around because he I, I tell people um I should be on like ABC or something because his interviewing skills are perfect. He listens to stuff and like I, I was even and I, I didn't get a chance to tell you this last week, but like I remember listening to one of the episodes I think with that you did with uh King and Queen Germ from uh Mary Pod and Save Our Marriage podcast. Um Germ said something, you say, Hey, I, I want to go back to what you just said. Like People don't do that in interviews. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I don't know. Did you ever, have, did you ever like take broadcasting or something like that in college? No, no. I just, man, I, I just love talking to people. That's what, and the thing is, um, it's the reason I call it conversations. What I try to tell people, like some people be like, well, can you send me the questions? No. No. I don't know what I'm going to ask you. Like my whole, <laughs> I look at it like this, like. I, I love it. Because, okay, if I say we having a conversation, right? That can happen at any moment. Like mm-hmm. I've had, we we've all had co- random conversations with people, 
it wasn't planned. No. We just happened to be in the same place, same place. The opportunity presented itself, and you and you had a chance to have a conversation with the person, and it right. could have been very enlightening. So mm-hmm. that's why I don't. I never write my questions down because it's like, if you write it down, it's like okay. And even the guests, what you'll find out is when you when you prepare the guests for some reason they want to be prepared. I'm like, look, mm, no, no, <laughs> like oh, no, we not look. It's no. not because when you prepare, it's like it's not coming across authentic. Authentic, exactly. You, exactly. It's like you're wait, you're waiting for me to ask this question so you can answer it, mm-hmm. and I don't want that. I just always tell them, look, I'm never gonna ask you nothing. You're not gonna. You, because you you know our ashes and anything you don't want to talk. Because <laughs> like, some people like, hey, I don't want to like if if a person like, hey, I don't want to talk about my family. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I know you married, but you never said you married, mm-hmm. so I don't want to disclose that on the podcast. Like, right. you know, you, you, might, right. you might be married, but still for the streets. So right, right. I don't want to be the one mess that up for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you do. Right. <laughs> I don't want to mess it up for you. So. Right. But it. But it's like. To, but I always. I tell all my guests. Listen. I, I. I'm good. Like you don't have to worry about it. I'm not gonna ask you nothing. You. You can't answer without thinking. Right. So that's why it's just the conversational flow. Because if you. If you. We. I'm gonna stick to stuff you passionate about. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stick to stuff that I know you can answer. That's just like with me and you. I listened to the episode you did about the 90s. Mm-hmm. So you you didn't need you just did a whole hour on it. So right. <laughs> you prep for my questions, you right, you already talked about it. So mm-hmm. it's just my job to kind of like make you some stuff, some stuff I want you to elaborate on. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? There's some stuff that I want to, you know, I want to hear more. And then there's some stuff like it is it's just because when you talk it to yourself, it's like there's some things you may want to put out there, mm-hmm. but it, it, it wasn't on your mind to think about it. Right. And then sometimes, and then some a question will trigger you to think about something you didn't say. Facts. So that's why I love when I do a podcast. If a person got one a solo episode by themselves, mm-hmm. I really like that. Or or if it's an interview and they do a majority of the talking, mm-hmm. I like that. So. It's ways like I just go like a lot of I just go on people Instagram, scroll, see what they talking about. Okay, got it. That's what they like to talk about. I love it. I love it. it. And and that's the thing. That's the thing I took away from the the, the podcast that we did was like uh, I knew that you didn't have anything written down. But I even if you did have something written down, I don't need to see the questions. I mean, like because I feel like I'm a conversationalist, so I I can talk about anything on the fly no matter what i don't need to know it pre you know pre-interview or anything like that and but it just and i've listened to that episode three times already and the thing that i loved about it was that it was a free-flowing conversation and it didn't feel like we it really i guess being on the other end it didn't feel like we were talking that long and um and i just i was like damn i don't i didn't remember saying that and you know even we talked about some stuff that like i said i probably I don't even I don't even know that I've even talked that much in, in that much in depth as far as my parents divorce on any of my episodes. And I and I've talked about my family a gazillion times, but I don't think I went as far as in depth in that. But that's what good questions will do. It'll pull that stuff out of you. So, yeah, man, I appreciate it. And uh, you guys go check out Conversation with Lamp. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Uh, support that brother's good brother. And 
like I said, his first time right here on the 12 Kyle podcast. I can promise you it will not be his last. <laughs> um, uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, you guys are listening. You know where to find me. Uh, 12 Kyle across the board on social media. Um, the podcast, 12 Kyle podcast. Uh, it drops every Thursday at midnight. We drop bonus episodes on Sundays. Uh, this episode will be out, I want to say, first week of NFL season. So perfect time. Listen to this podcast. Watch it on, on, on YouTube. Share it with a friend. And then go watch some football. <laughs> and then hit us up on social media about our teams winning or losing. Um, but yeah, if you feel so inclined, hit me up on Cash App, dollar sign, T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. Again, that's going to do it for me, uh, for my man, Lamp, Conversation with Lamp Podcast. Uh, we're out of here. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.